and welcome back to the creatives everybody welcome to episode 16 i'll be your host today ramsey joined by izzy p who is a brand creator and founder of the ottawa design club izzy has worked with some cool brands such as adobe the government of canada and university of ottawa so very excited to get to know some of your work and it includes this really cool book that's on our table that says collaboration is a superpower on the back so we'll get into all of this <laughs> in a bit um but thank you for tuning in uh the creatives podcast is a passion project where we explore creativity through conversation and we're on episode 16 and i didn't and it, i didn't not that i didn't think we'd make it here but it's just crazy how far it's come it's just like snowballed into this thing and, and we're trying a new set today so if you're watching on video we're doing a little bit of a tabletop conversation <laughs> here at uh at midnight hour studios who are also our sponsor for the show midnight hour studios is giving you the listener uh 20 off maybe it's 25 correct me for it. it'll be in the description they're giving you a nice discount on your first booking at this studio so thank you for tuning in you can listen on spotify amazon music apple podcasts youtube and Instagram and all of that again is in the description. So without further ado, Izzy, welcome to the creatives. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah. It's uh I remember so I met you, I first met you at a workshop that you hosted at Studio 2020, which was called Onset Mindset. Mm-hmm. It was a cool workshop. I made some friends at that workshop. I, I learned did. some stuff. Um yeah. and that was the first time and then, you know, as you do more things, you start realizing the community is very small and we were connected by Jen, who owns the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you, you mentioned you know Jen, too. Yes. Actually, I've been... I met Jen, I think, four years ago, and mm-hmm. it was recommended by another creative. Her name is Clary. She's no longer in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. But she's like, yeah, I have to go do your headshots with Jen. Like She's amazing. And then I did, and that was back when she was in her apartment. Wow. Yeah. So you knew Jen from yes. the early days. That's yeah, cool. From the OG. The OG yeah. Jen. Yeah. That's cool. Hi, Jen, if you're listening <laughs> or watching. Um, so Izzy, I'll tell you about the creative. So it's basically, I wanted to just explore people and creative processes. I was starting to meet lots of people along my journey and realizing that outside of the bubble, no one really knows who these people are mm-hmm. and doing cool stuff like this. And it's just, I was like, okay, let's see if we can fill this gap. So started a podcast, started by just interviewing people that I knew and it eventually snowballed into using mm-hmm. the studio space and then being a sponsor of the show. And now we're 16 episodes in and we're here today chatting about creativity. So I look forward to learning about your story and, you know, kind of what you do as a brand creator and your company IP design yes. and also Ottawa Design Club. Yes. And this really, really cool zine, <laughs> you call it. Yes. That's cool. Is that short for magazine? So a zine is like when it's self-published and there's no advertising. Oh, okay. And it's also when you, you kind of you want to be political about something like back then it was political, but here we're just about creativity. That's really cool. And can people get this? Oh yeah. Yeah. This it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's available on our website. We have a shop. Uh, we also do a lot of craft markets. Mm-hmm. Um, people can get it there at our events as well. There's like a, like cute, like swag table that That's you can cool. get stuff. So all the zines are there. This That's is our fifth one. Fifth one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're limited from what I understand. Yes. And then once they're done, they're done. They're done. They're only printed. There's no online access to this. So we wanted to make it a precious thing that you would keep close to you. I like it. Mm -hmm. So we'll dive more into that in a bit. But before we kind of go into 
the work that you do, Izzy, I want to know about you as a, as a person, like what is your origin story? Where did you, where did you start? (laughs) How did you get here creating brands and, you know, was it something that was relevant or or evident in your childhood and it kind of materialized or just tell me a little bit about that? I feel like branding just made its appearance in the last few years, if Mm. that makes sense. Like before everyone called it advertising and marketing, but then like branding became something um, because it's very different than advertising and marketing. Yeah. So there was no way I could have known back then that this is what I was going to be doing today. But I always knew that I was creative and that I was good with a pen and pencil and, you know, I'd like, I like colors and I like, you know, like Mm kind of had this fantasy world going on. Um, so visual arts as for my studies was never a question. Like that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I moved to Ottawa. Um, so I, I come from a very small town. It's called Saint Cesar. Where is that? It's in between Montreal and Ottawa. It's still in Ontario. So I'm Franco-Ontarian. <laughs> it's one of those like towns on the edge of Ontario that are fully French, but still yes. like Hawkesbury kind of. It's close to Hawkesbury. Close to Hawkesbury. Yeah, okay. exactly. But it's like. If you're if you go on the 417, it's like oh that's it's not oh it's gone. <laughs> it's that quick. <laughs> it's that quick. There's yeah. like one street. Wow. It was, I was so bored growing up, um, so that's why like my pens and, and and you know coloring books like kept me company. Mm-hmm. When did you leave? Like when did I you come to Ottawa? I was 18. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For did like, you come for studies. school? Yes, or yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. That, so, for, <laughs> so yeah. So I got accepted to do a BFA, which is a bachelor's degree in fine arts with a specialization. Mm-hmm. I Technically, I have a specialization like on paper in painting, but I have the same amount of classes for photography. Cool. Um, which you would think like, huh, how does that relate to branding? Mm-hmm. It does, because in this program, we were taught to build art series and, you know, market ourselves, um, have a message within the artwork that we would do, mm-hmm. which is the same principle as building a brand. Except instead of doing it for you, you do it for a company. That's cool. Um, so whenever I graduated, um, first of all, I, I did not know what to do because I had tailored my studies to be a teacher, mm-hmm. <laughs> as a lot of, of, of us do. I actually listened to uh, Remy's podcast last night, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, he went to teacher's college too. Like That was what I wanted to do too back yeah. then. It's crazy how like a lot of us when like defaulted into teaching it's because it was what was like if society told you you have to do this is a what you got to do the box and then go and do those things exactly right um but yeah so actually my mom is an art teacher and she invited me to a field trip that she had in in ottawa with her class Mm -hmm. and um she's like you know what I, i don't really know about the contemporary section you should come over and just like explain what you have learned in your four years. I was about to go to teacher's college mm-hmm. and I hated my day. I'm like, wow, I am not meant to be a teacher. What am I doing here? Yeah. So I had this like epiphany and thank God it happened at the right moment. So um, decided to take a few weeks to think about it. Then I enrolled into like a web design class part time in mm-hmm. Algonquin, then fell in love with design. But that's still design. It's not branding. Yeah. Is that just, is it broad still design? Like what is it? Digital design or like yeah, I industrial? Mean, you can design everything, right? You okay. can design a fashion line. You can design like, uh, like a logo. A logo is not a brand. People think that, but it's not. It's part of it. It's but, part of it. But it's not. It's usually the first 
piece that you create. It's a of, touch point. It's a touch point. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that you said you can design anything because mm-hmm. you can design a, a sentence in a way, yes. right? You can design a You can a design thought, an experience. An You're experience. designing an experience right now as we're talking with this set, with people cool. watching at home, right? You're a yeah. designer in, in that sense. That's cool. I like that. Design has a very wide meaning. Mm-hmm. So is, does branding, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but... All that to say, so if we go back to visual arts, right? Mm -hmm. When an artist builds an art show, it's to make people feel something, it's to create an impact and it's to communicate something, hopefully. And, and, you know, you, they want the audience to remember it. Now tell me, is there something different from that to a business when they're trying to engage with their audience? No, I mean... You're, you're designing an experience. That's it. Whether it's the service experience of rendering a service, uh, the communication, and then like the product that you actually give That's to it. the client. Or it's exactly, just different. Exactly. It's spread out. It's not as concentrated as an art show would be. I'm, I'm thinking art show like in a studio where mm-hmm. you have prints on the wall or paintings, right? The principles are the same, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. So the, the good brands if they can render an experience, I mean, it is a work of art. Mm -hmm. That's how everything connected to me. That's when I figured that out, Mm -hmm. that's where I'm like, okay, this is what I meant to to do. Designing brands, Designing brands and and not just in the visual identity of it, not just in the design when we talked about logo, colors, fonts, da da da, but also in in the strategy of it, Mm -hmm. the foundation that's where the magic happens. That's crazy. That's, that is, that is deep because in a world where there's so many brands, like every you're, you're just engulfed with brands and people are now individual yes. branding themselves yes. and using the, the digital tools that we have to then just like amplify whatever they're doing. And, and then, you know, you see people with like millions of followers and they are the brand. Their name is yes. like Peter McKinnon comes to mind. That's mm-hmm. his name. And he is his own brand and he has this whole thing, but it's cool. I, I like your outlook on, on branding because it, it is a it is art. Like you're designing an art show, mm-hmm. but you're, it could be as simple as selling coffee mugs, right? Yep. That could be the brand. Yep. So then, so then you gravitated towards that because it, it made the, it made sense. Like, is that like, did you have an experience that was like, where you had an opportunity to yes. create a brand and then yes. you're like, okay, I like really like this. <laughs> Surprisingly, it was for the government no when way. I was working at the government. Um, I, which I, I hated working at the government, <laughs> exited at the first time that I could, <laughs> but, um, there was this really cool project, um, that I was invited to, to, to design and, and do the brand and mm-hmm. a bit of brand strategy. Cause I was working with the, the communications team. Yeah. It was called Canada beyond 150. Okay. For all the policy analysts, like listening, probably I won't get everything right. I don't think we have Sorry any. about that. <laughs> Well, you never know, you though, never... because a lot of policy analysts are dreaming about this, like the life that we're like we are living right now. This is us calling them, pull yes. them through Come the screen. Here. Yes, <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so it was like in relation to Canada 150, the 150th mm. um, anniversary, and um, it was an invitation for policy analysts to apply to do like a full year of training with our department okay. um, to learn foresight. Now you're like, huh, 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 what? 
what is foresight probably it's for for policy horizons which was the, the department i was under and i don't want to get too much into the details that's okay the details but, are cool okay. it helps to understand okay you know you can happened. cut it in post if it's Cause, not cause interesting for the, for, <laughs> no no for the people that that may be in those uh, you know employment situations knowing that there is a potential avenue to oh, like sure. break free through that kind of corporate mold and find your way like Absolutely. it's cool so i keep carry on i like okay. the story so that's it so it w we had to find a way to attract because it was meant for policy analysts that were that were in the government for one to five years okay so it had to be fresh it had to be explanatory it had to um because it is a big time commitment that they were giving it's a full year mm -hmm. added on top of their regular job that oh it wasn't a like, separate position no it was, it was like a, a full-out training wow. uh with some like traveling in canada and they had to do a lot and they, it was separated under seven different um like categories mm -hmm. so big branding opportunity for me i truly took it um to heart and put everything that I knew and like compared to now, I didn't know anything but back then about branding, but it did kind of sparkle some like light into me. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. like this is what I want. I want to do. And I was always freelancing on the side since I had graduating. Okay. So I was like, how can I bring this feeling that I just had at work into my freelance? And is there a way for me to do that full time because mm -hmm. apart from this project I was doing like you know social media posts and like big reports and you know it's not necessarily super fun yeah you you yeah. know you know something's there but you don't exactly know how you're going to make it a possibility right well it's just like it's repetitive and it's mm -hmm. boring mm -hmm. no but in terms of like when you wanted to like branch out and and oh, yes, transition yes, yes. towards that freelance like you knew it was there but you're like how did I need you obviously you need to live you have yes. expenses and you have financial goals yes. and, and you're like, okay, how do I turn this dream into a sustainable career? And I have that thought, like I'm going into three years now of full-time video production. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's, it's still a, a looming like fear in my head where I'm like, can I sustain this? Is this sustainable long-term? And, um, I maybe sometimes think I should just quit and go work for the government. Like, but I'll do it <laughs> in, a, in a way it's like obviously when times are hard and it's 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 hard to be like a self-directed business owner yes. because no one's holding you accountable except yourself maybe your clients but at the end of the day if you don't do the work yes it's it's no one's gonna write you up it's like you're just gonna we can talk about that yeah the that feeling is called the dip the dip yes. wow yeah so it's so there's two ways of looking at a dip okay um it's either okay it's time to quit because i have put everything mm -hmm. in um and i'm not seeing possibilities even though i have planted a lot of seeds like nothing is growing mm -hmm. or it's i'm on the verge of something big i like the second option of course but we also possible. need to be realistic right sure, we need yeah. to see, be able to see the signs um <laughs> most of the time people see the first uh, friction as mm -hmm. being the dip that's not a real dip no. the dip is when you decide to up your pricing and then oh it takes a little bit more time before you get that client mm -hmm. um, that's the dip that the fact that you have upped your pricing is a good thing but your clientele needs to change mm -hmm. so you know for 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 them to adapt to your new pricing yeah maybe you're niching down that's a dip so it's like 
<laughs> you, you need to see things um, through a different lens than just this is an obstacle and then I'm quitting. Mm -hmm. So that the, when you find a dip again, I don't know if I'm explaining it right. No, it makes sense. I'm thinking like it's like don't see it as a oh no I'm done like yes. the the dip is like it's because things can't always be going up. Yes, it's not possible and it's unrealistic. So so I see that that dip is it's a good way of just being like okay just keep like assuming you've planted the right seeds mm -hmm. and you're continuing to work and you're you're doing you're growing sustainably as an individual and as a business then that's it i don't see yeah the dip is it's good to kind of identify that that's it because that could help that actually helps me to kind of wrap my head around stuff and i can see where the brand creating <laughs> expertise come from because now you got me thinking about like my own brand as well good <laughs> and i'm like oh crap okay i got some work to do yeah yeah so um izzy what what does creativity mean to you then what do you what do you find that oh, this is such a big it, you could unpack it like it could be as simple as creativity means a walk through a forest or, oh. or or just like what does it mean to be creative like in your life how do you kind of um, express it I mean there's a lot of different layers to creativity for me mm -hmm. I think the biggest one would be that you're solving a problem there's a problem in front of you mm -hmm. and Creativity happens when there, it's not necessarily A and B together mm -hmm. to solve the problem. Creativity happens when you can come up with a new solution that surprises you. Um, creativity is something you have never heard of before. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm really big on differentiation. I love when things are different. Mm -hmm. I love when I don't know how things were made, why they were made. I, um, to me, that's creativity. Yeah. Everything has been done. But if you can't find a new way to reinvent something yeah. that you thought was already, you know, mm -hmm. all done, that's creativity to me. I like that. Yeah. And there's that, that is that kind of, um, an unsettling thought of nothing you've ever done or thought of is original. And like, while that may be true in the macro world, yes. I feel like you haven't done it so that's why it's good to like if it's if it's completely foreign to you and like you've never tried it I think that's reason too maybe there's four four million people that have done it but you don't know those people and they're on the other side of the world I think you should still engage in that kind of stuff oh for sure mm -hmm. for sure I think now the way that people are differentiating a lot is by bringing two concepts together and then reinventing a new experience mm -hmm. um, like we see a lot of fusion food now it's like mexican with like an asian fusion thing so yeah. it's like two things that but that creates a new experience yeah that's the world that we live in right now if you can do that um with something that are two opposites in your business mm -hmm. um and then sell that i think you have a like a winning opportunity you're gold that's awesome so um is he, so I understand you have a company called IP Design. Mm -hmm. IP is your initials. Yes, it's not the best name. <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, IP, like you think of like a computer. I don't know. Like, yeah, but I don't want that. <laughs> the, the brand specialist yeah, questioning. It's the actually, brand. so I got my name like I think 10 years ago and I had somebody had signed me a check under IP Design because I had this logo and I'm like, oh, I guess I need to register and it never, like I never like, you never changed, changed it. Changed it. But I'm like, I have brand recognition underneath that like under that name now. So mm -hmm. what's like 
I don't want to create confusion, um, so I just kept it. But I mean, the IP, uh, yeah, it means a lot of stuff. So that's okay. <laughs> as, as long as it's you're getting to the the people that that you know want to use yes. your service, then yeah. I mean, this, you're, I'm talking to a brand specialist. So I might say like the the brand doesn't even matter if it's. it's don't say that. <laughs> not that it doesn't matter, but like it, I it's, I feel like it's what initially gets people through the door. And once you start building a relationship with a with a client, is the, like the brand maybe fades away. Not fades away, but like yes, they're proud to work with that company. Assuming you don't have horrible morals, they're not really focused on like your logo and stuff, are they? Or they just kind of focus on the service that they're getting. I'm gonna tell you a secret. Sure. Okay. Everything matters. <laughs> okay. Everything matters. Yeah. Because and <laughs> a brand mm-hmm. is not what you put out. Okay. That's like it's what, not the product or the service Mm -hmm. it's not it's part of it Mm -hmm. a brand is someone's gut feeling interesting so i've been doing a lot of classes under level c with marty newmeyer look him up he's like really good has a lot of books um he like worked alongside like steve jobs and a lot of like that's cool high like people um in the like industry Mm -hmm. um and uh, he says that a brand is a gut feeling and he is right Um, because when you think about it your definition of nike is probably a different definition than what i have right it's still the same product right won't do the same results for me than it will for you Mm -hmm. because we have different needs right how do you create a brand though with the branding the branding is what you put out Mm-hmm. The branding is what you, as a as a business owner, control. Mm-hmm. So, it's about like creating again like that foundation, like that strategy where you have your core purpose, your mission statement, your your vision statement. They're not the same. A lot of people think they're the same. They're not. Your vision and your your mission are different. It's very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vision supports the mission. They're like they work alongside together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the, the vision is the dreaming part and then the mission is how you will achieve that dream Interesting. under your core purpose. The core purpose never changed. The core purpose is the reason you exist beyond making money. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, you're in trouble because it's the core of everything. Yeah. Everything relates to your core purpose. If you get a job you're not sure about, okay, is it aligned with the core purpose? No, not good for you. Mm-hmm. Out. Um, simple as that. It can just bring so much clarity. Yeah. Um, but that's it. The visuals you put out, like after you have that foundation, the Mm -hmm. logo, stuff like that, that's all part of the branding, Mm -hmm. but the brand lives from people who receive it. So yes, your personality, your personal brand, Mm because personal brand and and business branding are different, Mm -hmm. but they work together. Okay. Every little touch point matters. Okay. Let's do an exercise. Okay. Are you are you into this? Because I'm, I'm like so it. into this. No, I'm like I'm like like thinking about. I'm seeing my logo on the case <laughs> over there on the tripod, and I'm like, oh god, I got work to do. It's okay. Like, no, Carol, I, one I like thing it. at a time. No, for sure, I like. Okay, it. so my my fiance is gonna hate me for this because he works for Bell. But let's. So, have you ever had Bell products in your home? Yeah, like internet, television. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had an issue? Yes. Okay, so. Whenever it's, there's no issues with mm-hmm. like internet, everything's, how do you feel about Bell? You don't think about them. Okay. I mean, that's, I mean, you're, you're, that's a good answer. <laughs> like when there's no problems with the internet, you're just like, you're carrying on and using it to accomplish 
a multitude of other things or just be entertained or whatever it is. It's efficient. That's it. Like, and yeah, there's, I know Bell put a lot of uh, efforts to have it very seamless and mm -hmm. it's easy when everything is working. You, you don't think about them, but that's like, you still have trust because everything is working mm -hmm. right. When you do have an issue, then you have to call what happens. You're mad at the hold music and you just, you don't want to spend it. You dread that one hour phone call of talking to someone who's probably in another country and you're going to go through many different departments just to solve your problem. That's it. Yeah. So if that was looked at, because technically when you call, when you have an issue, that's a touch point. We talked about touch point. That's, mm -hmm. that's a human interacting with the brand. But a touch point doesn't have to be a human necessarily. You are as the, well, I mean, The touch point doesn't have to be a human, no, but it's you, the, the human, interacting with something. Technically, a touch point could be a logo. This is a touch point for the Ottawa Design Club. Instagram is a touch point. Your mm -hmm. podcast is a touch point. Everything is a touch point. Cool, okay. Right? Um, but even for, for Belle, talking mm -hmm. to like, people on the phone is a touch point. Most of the time, those interactions go south. Yeah. Which leaves you with a bad taste about the Belle brand. Mm-hmm regardless of them having the best service, uh, sorry, like the, well, the best product, regardless of, the, of them having like a really slick looking brand, right? So that's what I mean by everything matters. Yeah, like everything. Everything. Every single touch point, point, touch point yeah. that, that is associated to your, your brand matter. So in, in my situation, so Pano Media is my video production mm -hmm. company mm -hmm. where we sell services to businesses. We sell commercial video services, drone services. We work with contractors and, and people and teams and we create videos. And then the creatives was kind of like this branch off where I, I, I wanted it to be separate because I wanted it mm -hmm. to be like for people. I wanted this creatives podcast to be like a community type of thing. So yep. in this, in this example is, so the creatives is a touch point to Your the, personal brand. To my personal brand. Which relates to then your business. Okay. Right? Because if, if your company values is to create community and create community mm -hmm. for, for the, the businesses that you help, right, through mm -hmm. video, then it, as a consumer of mm -hmm. your services, right. when we look at you, right, we're like, oh, yeah, he truly means it mm -hmm. because he's doing this on the side too okay. as like a personal project. Cool. So he's truly living his values cool yeah i like that yeah i mean i'm just like thinking about like I, i i know like the core purpose like what you said um if i guess if people really tapped into their core purpose they might quit their job today if they probably. were honest about probably, it probably yes but i mean it seems like you're living your core purpose and i like to believe that i am because i i like community i like building mm -hmm. and i like uh exploration And just enabling experiences that were once not there. And through video production, it has allowed me to do that. And I, but it may, that may not necessarily be like amplified through the brand explicitly, but. So now you need I, to fix it. Yes. I think we're going to have to have a conversation <laughs> after this okay. podcast. We'll have another conversation after this. Yeah. Stay tuned for episode two. Yeah. No. <laughs> we're actually going to need to hire IP design to help me with yes. some branding. Um, that's really cool. You, you really, uh, I mean, it seems like this comes from like truly like within your soul where like you're, you're doing this because you're passionate oh, about yes. development of people like individually and the brands that they create. Um, I was going to ask you like, how do you know what questions to ask people? 
Oh, that comes with experience. Okay. Yeah. Um, so last year I actually did a, another level C certification. What do you uh, mean by level C? So it's just how it's called, uh, level C. Um, I think it's for the C-suite. Um, for branding? For branding, okay. yeah. So it's it's Marty Neumeyer, the author that I told you about. And then there's also Andy Starr. They teach uh, branding and they, did it, they do okay, it in a way like that a is very... It's it's not a necessarily a school. It's like a workshop, I guess, because it's okay. all online. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did have to go to Philly for the second half last year. That's fun. That was super cool. Mm-hmm. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and... Uh, so I'm at the third level now, which is brand architecture, with, which people actually don't even know what that is. It's a really cool. When you mix the word architecture with something that's not like a physical building or mm-hmm. something, or, it, it sounds cool. Because of that, I did get some like people on LinkedIn being like, we're looking for an architect for this is this. And I'm like, I do branding. I can help for this, but like I won't be able to... <laughs> Like have a full plan for you. Yeah. They're like, oh, sorry, misread that. I'm like, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> That's funny. I like to be sassy on LinkedIn with like the recruiters because they they like half-ass most of the time. LinkedIn's a it's a turbulent place. It's booming though. Yeah. If you're not on LinkedIn, hop on it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many freaking platforms <sighs> to like keep track of. I know. Like as an individual, it's hard to manage it all. Yes. Um. Yeah, speaking from experience, yep. when you just there's so well, much ditto. going on. Yeah, you like you, you got <laughs> like two brand, two companies that are active both digitally and physically, mm-hmm. and so that's that's crazy. One, I have a team though. The Ottawa Design Club, I have a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's it's a nonprofit, so it's all volunteer. Yeah, but like IP Design, I hire some people here and there. Yeah, like, whenever I need I need like help. Um, but yeah, this is cool. So on the conver- on the topic of Ottawa Design Club. I like it. All Thank you. It. I, I like, well, I like Ottawa. Ottawa is a cool city and it's a very like, I feel like it's just always the underdog city. Yes. Every time I've traveled overseas to the other side of the world, I tell people I'm from Canada. Oh, Montreal, Toronto. I'm like, no, no, Ottawa, like the capital of the country. They're like, oh, nice. They're like, they have no clue. Most, most people yeah. don't know what Ottawa is. Yep. And that is another motivation of this part. I want to like, just really Love it. amplify like Ottawa because there's cool people and it's, it is a cool city geographically. Like mm-hmm. I fly drones a lot. I do over like almost a thousand hours of drone flights a year. Wow. Just lots of, I film a lot of real estate. We do like apartment buildings, houses, and then also for film production, flying drones. So I have a good mental image of the entire city from the sky, but Ottawa is a really cool kind of geographically where the, like, the rivers yeah. and then the Gatineau Hills and then you got just flatland all on this side and then the Quebec side is just hills and it's, it's cool geographically, and then there's cool people, and it just, I feel like it, uh, although some people may think it's boring, I would argue that you're boring. Yes. Because <laughs> what are you going to do? In any other city, you're going to do the same things. So if you can't find something to do here, you know, find something to do exactly. in like... People are bored in New York, so hey. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like the most shiny city you can have, <laughs> yeah. and they're bored over there, so hey. So. This is a you problem. This is not a us problem. <laughs> not a us. <laughs> Enough of that, though. Yeah. But um, Ottawa Design Club, Izzy, what, what is it? How did it start and why does it exist? Oh, my gosh. We're going deep here. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> I, I really want to have a look at this after. Did yes. This, I feel like, did Jen this? This is Jen. Oh, this yeah. is Jen's photo. Yeah. Hey, Jen. I was like, I recognize this because she had some tabletop books in the studio here. Yeah. That I'm like, I've seen these pictures somewhere. 
That's really cool. Um, I'll have a flip through this. If you want to get, people can buy this, right? Yes. Or is this one out? No, no, no. no this is our latest one. So latest we, and one. we printed more for this one nice. too. So, so we have a few left. We'll have links to that down Yay. in the description below. If you would like to check out this mm -hmm. lovely zine, not a magazine. We killed the maga. <laughs> it's a zine. <laughs> okay, sorry, Karen. <laughs> Ottawa Design Club. Yeah, so the Ottawa... So technically, um, before I quit the government, um, I was working part-time. I, I, I was able to like, manage that with my, my, uh, my supervisors. Mm -hmm. And I happened to go to Montreal just like... Just like... For fun? Just for fun. Yeah. And uh, one of my followers saw that I was in Montreal and they're like, Hey, we have this event. It's, it's the Montreal design club. Cool. You should, you should check it out. It's about the print edition. I'm sure you would love it. And I'm like, Oh, uh, his name is Sergio. Uh, and, uh, I'm like, Oh sure. Like, like shoot me, shoot me the link for the ticket. I'll, I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. So I went, fell in love with the model. It was just so good. I, I, had like a lot of people asking for my number had like some work opportunities like mm -hmm. after that one night and i'm like wow we don't have this here That's because cool. there was a big focus on networking yes there was two speaker presentation but like there was activities for people to engage and there was like food and the ambiance like was just so good mm -hmm. like i felt like i mattered yeah um that's cool that is super cool and i'm like wow i <laughs> And this is not dismissing any um, like initiative in, in Ottawa, but I, I was like, I haven't felt like this in a long time. Mm -hmm. So being the gutsy person that I am, <laughs> uh, two weeks after I sent a IG message to the founders in Montreal, I'm like, hey, yeah. you want a franchise? I'd, I'd love to bring this to Ottawa. No way. And I really like your, your model and everything. And uh, I'm like going on my own like endeavor really soon. Um, I'm going to freelance, da da da, because mm -hmm. everything was planned. Like I had my exit plan for the government. Um, but yeah, they said yes, and then we worked together. And uh, in March 2020, we all had like our event plan almost <laughs> sold out. And then five days before we were supposed to have the event. Yep. Yeah, we all know what happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> COVID. Uh, COVID happened. If you don't remember. Uh, um, One of the best and worst things. Uh, so true. It bred a lot of opportunity, but. Yes, it did. Yeah. Um, so actually the day of the event, the day we were supposed to have the event, like the full team mm -hmm. didn't talk to each other. We were all mourning. <laughs> so it was supposed to happen really close to when the world. Yes, kinda... five days before that oh, we wow. went into lockdown. Wow. So we were all like geared up and like everything was like ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, so we had to pivot. Uh, so we had like a few workshops online. This was good because we were able to grow the community, mm -hmm. not just in Ottawa, but also outside, like people from Toronto, Montreal, like would That's participate cool. to our work. We even had people from Vancouver. Hey, Sean, if you're watching, Sean will be watching. That's cool. Hi, yeah. Sean. Hey, Sean. You come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's in Vancouver. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, lo I love Vancouver. <laughs> he does fly to Ottawa some, some time of time. Um, yeah, so that's and that's also why we decided to have the zines mm -hmm. because we couldn't gather everyone in one place. We we kept the workshops really small for a reason because we still wanted to have like that vibe of networking and mm -hmm. when it's there's too many people, how do you do that on video? Right. But we knew that after a full day of being on camera, some people were just 
like we were weren't reaching to the full like community mm-hmm. and that's why we decided to have the zines something physical right something physical because in here um we have like everyone's like handles it's hard to see mm-hmm. but like um it's not this this page we changed the layout of this one a little bit um but on like on each is it here uh, so people's like contact we have some social. people like contact social start their website so they, that was a way for us to create something tangible that people nice. could still like connect with and engage maybe carry out the uh, here here they are here like all of here oh i like that yeah yeah um yeah so we wanted this object to be a connector and then we also wanted to elevate the experience so the first one that we put out was about quarantine creativity and we were a little quirky with our name it was quarantine like that we called it <laughs> the word zine just cracks me up right? i don't know why it's just it, it seems so silly but it like mm-hmm. it's like you may read it as zine if you don't understand yes, a and lot of people it, say zine it clicks that it's like oh it's like magazine yes. that's why it's pronounced zine. yes it's cool yeah um so yeah that one sold out in three days Mm -hmm. um and then after that we're like okay uh we always like to keep people on their toes so we added a multi-sensorial um experience to the zines and and we can dive into that if you want Mm multi-sensorial like through a through a book yeah how do you do that i don't know (laughs) my my guess is like a link to an audio thing and more and then you qr code it and then but then that's just hearing. someone's hanging outside your window like spraying water at you <laughs> <laughs> holding oh, a that <laughs> the next one the next one you yeah. got you working full-time overtime <laughs> like going to people's houses not that that happening no but for so the second one and for the themes too right we were very observant on what mm-hmm. the community needed so for the second one which was at the beginning of 2021 mm-hmm. we did pop culture all pink bubblegum we wanted something flashy just cool. that would like bring some happiness in like those really dark times um but then uh, ariane uh, which is the co-founder of the club mm-hmm. uh the, i had the brilliant idea to ask for people to submit a song when people so we everything is done through call for submission mm-hmm. And yeah, so they asked, we asked them to submit a song so you could build a playlist uh, to listen to as you like flip through the zine. Mm-hmm. With that, because it was about bubble gum, we decided to give gum for you to chew on as your. So there was like taste, scent, hearing, cool. uh, eyesight, and then touch. So you too. received gum while you were. Yes. Like when you were to get this book you would get it not this one specifically but the second one but it would come wrapped with like a pack of gum yes that's cool um so all the senses were triggered and it's funny because when we did get the submissions for the second zine Mm -hmm. um for us but like pop culture was all fun and you know bubble gum Mm -hmm. but the submissions that we got there was like some negative side to pop culture which we were really intrigued about and it changed the narrative of the zine and that's something that we really loved working with is mm-hmm. when we put a, a theme out we never know what we will get so we can't get married to specific ideas when we put something out like we have to work with what we get mm-hmm. um but then everything worked because we're like pop culture yes has a negative side so does bubble gum so it worked like really well and yeah if you want to know like all about it you'll That's I was cool. I was going to say you have to buy it but we have like one copy left one copy one copy it's of going the, on eBay yeah, yeah. yes better. That's really cool <laughs> and if i understand correctly 
your first in-person event was on-set mindset, right? No, first in-person was uh, uh, last May, so a year Mm -hmm. uh, ago, and it was Origins. It was was also our fourth zine launch at the same time. Mm -hmm. On-set mindset came after. Okay. Yeah, that was a workshop. Okay, okay. That was your first physical workshop? I think... Uh, second one actually we had one here actually in oh, this nice. like in the studio, studio. yeah oh, it was awesome. a pizza night yeah nice mm-hmm. so when you said call to submission how does it work how can people contribute to this to this zine uh, so we we need to put out a call for submission first right um, but there's like some like guidelines that you need to follow um, mm-hmm. like send this many images and this size and like submit a text and and it has to go with like the, the theme. The theme that's the we theme are, of this one. This one is collaboration. Oh, this, okay, it's right here. This okay. one was like we <laughs> how can I say this? I think we surprised a lot of people with this theme because mm-hmm. the guidelines were you have to work with someone else. You can't submit something that you have done on your own. Interesting. So yeah, because we wanted to force to... networking. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's cool. And I really like what it says here. If it scares you, it might be a good thing to try. Yes. I love that. Yeah, which is talking to new people most of the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this podcast scares the crap out of me sometimes. That's good. Because it's like, obviously, it's it's taking time. Yes. And it's taking money and it's taking effort and mm-hmm. it's extracurricular to like all the other things. And it's sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I sit down and we have a conversation and then I'm like, I don't even think about any of that. Mm-hmm. But it's that initial like just get past the ledge. I would yeah. say I feel the exact same way about the Ottawa Design Club. Every really? time there's like a friction or something is not happening or, you know, we reach a out dip. to us. Yeah, definitely a dip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sponsor says no and then mm-hmm. we don't have money to like, you know, it's like, ugh. Because this is your passion project, right? This is this the is self-funded. The yes, like using, yes, I actually owe myself a lot of money. From using resources from <laughs> other places to then yes, create this. Correct. That's cool though. What do you... What do you imagine for the Ottawa Design Club? What do you hope for the future of this this initiative? So <laughs> there's already a lot that's been happening. We cool. Um, so we will have our eighth event in two weeks at Saw Gallery again uh, with two nice. speakers. Um, we took a little break from the zines for now just because we were all exhausted. We mm-hmm. used to produce two a year, and this takes a lot of effort to make. I mean, it's a very make. nice book. Thank you. It's a very, very nice piece. Like, I'm going to keep this for a long time. I mean, in here, there's 66 creatives wow. that are featured because, again, like, it's people collaborated, like, like collaborating together. Yeah. People from all over the world. That's another thing, right? When you said, like, you talked about Ottawa wanting to create that new narrative that we are like creative and we are doing stuff like Mm -hmm. this zine attracted people from all over the world the call for submission which we didn't necessarily like so this isn't just promoter right no 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 this is people from all over the world wow but there is a lot of ottawa people oh yeah yeah, yeah, okay cool there's people from ottawa working with people like like so ariane and i have a submission in here Mm -hmm. we created a font which is like crazy and wacky how's it type uh yeah that's cool. And we worked with, um, what, what, we were five. So mm-hmm. there's Chelsea, who is in Ottawa, but then there's Todd, who is in uh, New Zealand, and Adam, who is in the UK. Is it this font here? So that, that one is part of the Husa, but this was just like an add-on, uh, like a bookmark to, that we gave as swag with the, the Bunch zine. of ampersands. 
bunch of ends because it's five and there's five zines and it's like coming mm. together so eight oh. percent right and 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 yeah that's cool this is just like a bookmark right yes that wasn't true. collaboration is a superpower it really mm. is a superpower it is it's it's um energizing and like speaking of energizing things is there something in your life in your realm that is you have like infinite energy for that you could just work tirelessly at or not necessarily not, doesn't have to be work but is there anything you have infinite energy for um i mean creating mm-hmm. yeah even if it's for myself or a client i like eat that for breakfast nice <laughs> yeah. eat creative, creative I, creativity like i should i should oh my gosh that would be a, such a cool shoot Creati- eating creativity yeah like you have like this like cereal box that's called like creativity o or something and then mm-hmm. you know you, you eat that eating creative yeah, that'd be a really creative. cool concept because like how cool. do you like i guess turn creativity like you, what would you be eating like mem- like not memory cards like camera sparkles 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 color <laughs> so when you think creativity i i i take you as like a you think vibrantly like based on the way yes. this book yes changes color you like vibrant colors and yes we can ask ai like how like you know <laughs> it sees creativity how do you see creativity yeah. that's scary <laughs> i mean I, I definitely use ai same tools Every uh the chat tools yep. you know taking over the world uh <laughs> do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing i mean everything that exists can be done to do good or can be used to do bad we look at instagram right there's like sexual predators on there right uh but there's also some people who are spreading good messages mm-hmm so i think at the end of the day comes down to how will you use it that's true Mm -hmm. what's interesting about the whole ai thing is like typically like platforms and like social media like they're just vessels without people there there's they're nothing they're empty if the people aren't there they're empty what's weird about ai is like yes it is an entity in a way where it doesn't necessarily require humans to be there i mean humans have to like trigger the inputs but they're not necessarily filling the contents of the vessel. It's yes. just this like vast space. I don't know. It's, 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 it, I feel like if enough people start using it, we might all really start thinking the same because now <laughs> we're using this to <laughs> come up with ideas and, and write stuff. And yes. I mean, I'll shamelessly say I use it to help develop text stuff like titles and Honestly, sometimes questions for this podcast. Nice. But not, I don't take them exactly as they are. I use them as like kind of talking points. And inspiration. Inspiration, yeah. yeah. Just leveraging the tools available Mm -hmm. to then stay at an advantage over the competition, even though I'm not doing this competitively. I'm not like trying to like beef other podcasts, (laughs) but it could be a cool battle of the podcast. Could be cool. That'd be a fun like uh, photo shoot, battle of the podcast. Photo shoot or even like game show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two podcasts. Yeah, like podcasters go and then you have an interview and it's like the most fun interview. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. That could be I would fun. watch that. There's a lot of That's like a Netflix thing. Yeah. Yeah. Coming. We're coming for Netflix one day. Yes. Um <laughs> Izzy, back to back to branding. How do you see the future of branding and like how do you, where do you see yourself in that? So it's funny because the zines have helped me to niche myself down as like a business, mm-hmm. right? When we talked about multisensorial and giving an experience, 
I'm like, I want to be a multi-sensorial brand designer or an immersive brand designer. Cool. So that's what I'm niching down. So, and we've already seen, and it's funny, I should have just like hopped on that wagon. I was a little scared like last year to do it, yeah. but now we're seeing it everywhere and I'm like, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, we see a lot of like brands actually using the immersive momentum to do big things and then okay. connect with the audience. And I should have, you know, do you have, can you give me an example of one that's doing it? Yes. Um, it's a big one. Um, but I was in LA last October mm. and, um, um, again, my fiance is like crazy about the new Cadillac, like electric car. Yeah. I don't know all the specifics. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> like whenever he, he starts about all of this and all the gadgets and stuff. I can like, relate. I love cars. So I can de definitely relate to okay, nerding great. out over okay. stuff like well, that. Well, maybe you, sh you guys should, yeah. should meet. <laughs> um, but uh, we went to a store where, where they were showcasing the the new Cadillac. Mm -hmm. And um, they were using a multisensorial experience for the people there to understand like the impact and like everything that that's gonna happen like with this new car mm -hmm. so you enter you go in a room yeah there's mirrors like it's a 360 mirror there's a 360 projector and there's this full animation where you see yourself like driving that car that's and cool. then like yeah it's just like a lot of stuff and then like metrics of like what is gonna happen with the car and and, and it was just like wow okay like it made you want to buy the car even though it's like a 75 like thousand yeah. dollar car right then you come out of that room there's someone waiting for you to give you swag so they give you a touch point well i mean the room was a touch point but they give mm -hmm. you oops that's sorry okay. about that take it home with you and that's remember it. it that well just the fact that you have a gift mm -hmm. and anything you could give for free that's that goes for all businesses like um people love that it's like a mini incentive but they're like wow if they're giving this for me like to me for free imagine if i would pay for the services yeah. like that's like automatic you don't you're not explicitly having those thoughts but that's what you that's what so like it's going yes. through your head yeah. right okay that's it um and then the the room that you're in has projectors and then the information information changes there's like the charging station there's like a video of Okay. I'm very French, eh? Like I, okay. I, I talk I like a lot with my top. hands. Yeah, yeah, because can use the hands. <laughs> um, but this was a, an example of a, the use of immersive experience and and you know being in 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 the space where you lived the life of owning that car. That's really cool. How do you then bring? So I, in my head, I'm just like funny thought, multi-sensorial. I'm going to have a video shoot with a client, and I hand them a gum, and I'm like, chew this. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna shoot a video, <laughs> but obviously not. Yes. But how do you bring a multi-sensorial experience, like practically, into day-to-day -day operations? So I think multi-sensorial, you have to be in the space. So like in the event, an event space, like that's very mm -hmm. important. Um, I would say immersive, right? Immersive is when you kind of feel like the brand is like consuming you, it's like the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, for you, for instance, you said you work with a lot of real estate mm -hmm. agents and stuff like that, um, and you do videos and, and drones. Um, real estate agents give a lot of print uh, to people, so maybe it's about having a QR code where people can watch that video, and then it's the real estate talking directly to the people who are scanning that code. Interesting. 
the, the problem right now, and please don't hate me for this, real estate agents aren't utilizing print in a creative way. They're all copying one another. So mm -hmm. that's why it's not dif it, they're not differentiating themselves. If it was just like scan me with the logo, mm -hmm. people would do it. And it would take it to like a yes. specific video or like a, a library. Yes. I would do a specific video. A specific video. Yes. But then there's the, the whole like, okay, how are we going to turn around? We're going to print that in time. Cause usually time is kind of constraint. How are you well, you do the video first, yeah. then you print it. And also now I think there's QR codes that you can change the link. So you can just get that QR code and oh. change the link. And that's also another thing, right? You could change that video and then it scan me in one or scan me every month. So then, you know, you keep, that's you smart. keep that postcard on mm -hmm. the fridge and then even maybe it's something for kids. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like, Hey, welcome to May. Yes. You know, and this is so-and-so and absolutely. And I think that the content too should be differentiated like mm -hmm. real estate will be oh it's time to do this it's time to think of it's spring maybe you want to sell uh-uh how about it's like talking about what ottawa has to offer i'm writing right. this down this is an excellent idea <laughs> qr code i like that because it's it is a because then you don't have to that solves the problem of having to print a new code exactly with a time constraint exactly that's really cool i feel like so the same way when i watch television movies anything I'm like seeing it not the way normal people see it. When you are just going about your life and you see brands, are you like picking them apart? Oh, fuck yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you're either criticizing or like celebrating like, whoa, they did that really well. Yes. Is yes. that is that how you spend yes. most of your days? Yeah. Like, you could just be driving away from here and see a billboard and yes. be like, I am so cool. tired at night because my brain <laughs> never shuts down. <laughs> I just hit like my pillow and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, time for sleep. Exactly. No more brands. No more brain power. <laughs> you have dreams about battle brands battling oh, each other. Actually, yes, that does happen. When I used to do a lot of websites, I would dream about code, wow. um, and and sometimes I would like go and try it the next morning, and I'm like, well, fuck yeah, that it, actually worked. Like I dreamt about the solution. Yeah, like, yeah, I've definitely had that before. Dreaming about a solution, it's cool because then you wake up and you're like, oh crap, wow, like, oh, shit. Thanks, yeah. subconscious me, but yes, I mean, who's to say that? the dream world isn't as real as this world. Uh, no well, way. I mean, do you believe we live in a matrix? I don't want to believe it, but sometimes I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, not that I, I don't believe that our existence is to feed a matrix, but I believe there is a, a matrix, a machine that yes. exists that we are all a part of. Unless you live in a bush. Well, society is a machine know. technically, right? It's a, yeah, it is a machine. It's a complex one too. I mean, mm -hmm. unless you live in a bush and hunt for your own food and grow your own berries and stuff, like you are part of yes. so-and-so, so-called matrix. I don't like to be very like, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, utopian, dystopian oh, society. Yes, 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 like, yes, yes. you know, the world <laughs> is, computers are taking over and everything sucks. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't. I believe that's just a, you, it's your choice to perceive things like that. Um, but you can be involved with this matrix, but also still not be consumed by yes. it. Yes, yes. And that's what I keep, when I find, through this podcast, I keep finding people who have made it, uh, like their reality, to make their core purpose, like what they do every day. Yes. And I hope it inspires people watching, people listening. It inspires me 
like mm-hmm. greatly. Like even chatting with you, you're the first like brand creator we've had on the show, and Yay. it's awesome. It's <laughs> it's cool. I've I've learned so much from this episode. Great. I may need to watch it back. I actually haven't watched back a full single full episode. Believe it's it or not, it's hard to watch yourself back. I don't I don't want to overthink what I may have messed up because oh, yeah. I feel like that'd be the detriment to the next episode. I want to just kind of yes. keep going forward and it's thanks to ryan our editor who's been editing these like i'll just tweak the audio and give him the files and then Mm. he'll create these lovely videos that we see on the internet but technically like footballers Mm -hmm. after their game like right after their game they watch the video and to correct themselves you're right yeah it's tough it is it's tough it, yeah, it's more so a laziness thing. I'm not. I'm not opposed to seeing myself speak or hear my voice mm. on camera. I know there's some science going on with why you may think you sound weird on camera, but yes. that's actually just how you sound all the time. Yeah, we hear ourselves differently. Apparently, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you speak out loud, your your voice vibrates through your head, so you're hearing it into your ears and then mm. vibrating through your head. And then when you hear yourself, there's no vibration. It's just coming into the ears. That makes sense. But I like the, the microphone headset because yes. it's all of it. And it's like your, your, it's, your voice vibrates through your head. You're hearing your voice through your ears. And it's like a weird rhythmic kind of... I should know this better, specifically if I want to do more immersive <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's okay. We're all That's here good. to learn. That, yeah. Again, I'm, it's I'm okay. so sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's, they, they get bumped all the time. They're just... Again, I'm very French. I talk with my hands. It's okay. I like, I, I'm, I'm, I, how do you feel about this set? I really like this. Mm-hmm. I really like this. Yeah. It's cool. It's mm-hmm. uh, in the Midnight Hour Studios. It's uh, the kitchen counter that I dragged from over there. I feel but, like um, I'm like in a, on a radio show or something. Yeah, I yeah, like it's it. Really I guess, cool. Yeah, it, it yeah. is cool. I don't like, we got a couple lights going and it, it, yeah. it just kind of feels like we're just hanging out having yeah, a conversation. Exactly. I do like the couch too, but you know, we're 16 episodes later and I think it's cool to experiment. Yeah, change it up sometimes. Yeah, differentiate. Like differentiate the yes. touch points and yes. the dips and there are all these words in all my head now. All that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Izzy, do you have any advice for so for aspiring brand creators and also for so we'll start with do you have advice for aspiring brand creators, people who want to do the similar work to what you're doing? Um, find your secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Never stop learning. Um, and um, <laughs> I'm like thinking about Remy. It's just like, like, don't be a jerk. Don't, don't suck. <laughs> don't don't suck. Be a jerk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, I think I would say hone in into who you are and bring that personality back into your business because that's gonna, at first specifically, it's gonna be your biggest differentiator. Mm-hmm. Um, bring your hobbies too. Your hobbies can help you niche down. Um, and um, oh. The biggest one, and I think that goes for not just creatives, but all businesses, is only put out the work you want to attract. Interesting. A lot of people will put everything just to show that they have like diversity and they can do a lot. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to work with specific businesses, um, don't put it up. Only put the work you want to attract. So er- early on, I used to just like, I used to think like, put everything mm-hmm. and then I started narrowing down like this is actually what I want to do, yes. which is, you know, the three pillars like real estate, drone and automotive or no, what is it? No, it's like, uh, I can't remember my own pillar. <laughs> <laughs> it's video production, <laughs> commercial video production, real estate and drone stuff. But yeah, 
It was actually Nick. Uh, you know Nick? Yes. Nick Gattis. Nick was on an episode with us. Nick, this is also his studio. Hi, Nick. Hey, Nick. Uh, if you're you. listening to this while driving to a really cool food shoot. Hi. <laughs> he was actually here earlier. He just left to Toronto. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's going to shoot some cool, uh, cool stuff. I don't know if it's a secret. I'm not going to spoil it. But um, he said, you, you do like creative projects that attract what you want to do. Yes. So his example was he did an exploding burger shot, which looked really cool. And it was a completely self directed self-funded project mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he said that brought him work for years to come yes. so in, in the branding space can you can you simulate that where you create like brands for f- like yeah without them being real yeah they, they, we call that a faux folio so it's oh, like a cool. like fake portfolio yeah um so you you can create like a full brand strategy like a full like visual identity and stuff like that and then you put that and then you say in your like website that this you made for fun but mm-hmm. you're looking to work with like-minded individuals and stuff like that there's cool. always a way to position um like your portfolio stuff that's cool mm-hmm. and then what advice would you have for businesses or individuals looking to establish you know a good strong brand differentiate 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 never copy always do the 180 solution Mm-hmm. and the reverse assumption of what people think you will do. That's a very dense statement. It is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how do you do that? So, like, um, for instance... Um, could it be simple? Does it have to be complicated? Like, it could be a it simple be differentiation. It can be super simple. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like say an example with a brand that I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you know if we need to cut that in post after. <laughs> Maybe I should ask If it's them. a secret. I don't, I don't think it is. Um, but they are called Sweet Cheeks. They are like just phenomenal clients. Mm-hmm. Um, they do gluten-free and vegan goodies. Cool. Um, what's the first thing that comes to mind? What vegan and gluten-free for you? Uh, I mean, doesn't necessarily taste the same as the the actual gluten full and yes what non-vegan else? counterparts what comes to mind um i just think of like those like like protein bars that just suck. healthy a healthy product sure yeah okay <laughs> they just don't taste good i don't know yes don't taste good that mm-hmm. that's a big one so their products actually taste phenomenal mm-hmm. um actually they're a sponsor for the ottawa design club so sweet when you're at our next event you'll get to taste nice. the magic that awesome. they create can't wait um but that's it the reverse assumption is to make a product that is doesn't look like it's lacking butter or flour or all of that on top of that it's a treat it's not healthy a lot of people think that vegan and gluten-free means healthy mm-hmm. um And that the branding visual identity will be brown or green or with like a little mini leaf on top. We are taking the brand in the experience of it. Mm -hmm. So full out colors, full out like confetti and like that big like party that's happening in your mouth. We're bringing that like at the top. That's cool. This is a reverse assumption because you think about vegan gluten free. It's like, ugh, it's not going to taste good. Yeah. But no, surprise them with what they great. They're reverse and it's not a it's not necessarily a health product it's That's it. it's a it's a treat it's, it's a, a treat. dessert it's a we're, if yeah. you eat too much of it you know you probably shouldn't like it's one of That's it. Okay. Um <laughs> I even pitched to them and I don't know if it's going to stick cool. or not but I pitched like maybe as a slogan it should be like there's no butter in this. 
<laughs> so straightforward. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's a cool play, as right? A question, like, like, as a question, as a question, like, there's question? no butter in this. Yeah. Uh, because like, that's what like the experience they've they've been they've done a lot of market research. They've been to mm-hmm. a lot of um, markets and they see like the people's reaction. They actually don't even say that it's vegan and gluten free until people have their first bite. Wow. To make sure when that... When they do like focus groups or something or do they... No, it's just at, at markets. Like they are uh, observing and that's the best way to do it because focus group, <laughs> again, I'll be like controversial here, but they don't work. Don't do it. Don't invest in them. <laughs> I, I, I've never... I think I've participated in a focus group when I was younger because I was getting paid to do it. Okay. But, but that's it. I mean, you probably said what the other one wanted to hear. I don't even remember. Yeah. It was, I think yeah. it was for... Uh, I don't even remember. Anyway, irrelevant. <laughs> They don't work. It's no. better if you observe people in their actual mm-hmm. um, environment because then you'll get the, the truth about mm-hmm. like their reactions and stuff like that. And that comes through mm-hmm. experimentation, right? You've got to exactly. try things before you can kind of narrow in yes. to what you want. Unfortunately, you probably won't have it the first time. That's normal. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, it's unrealistic to think that something you do completely new is going to work the first time. This it is happens. my third podcast. Oh, oh yeah okay third one third third actual podcast that's been like published and out the other ones not that they didn't work they just they weren't designed in a way that was sustainable for me to keep going right okay and now on the third one i feel like we've finally figured it out and the key is working with an editor i found mm. and not having to relive the conversation again which wasn't necessarily a bad thing but it's as i got busier it's time consuming it is time consuming especially yeah. when it's a side project like that's i mean it. it's probably the same reason you have people work Yes. with you on this yes because it's hard to give it everything oh yes um izzy this has been a really cool conversation <laughs> i've learned a lot <laughs> yeah great I'm i've happy. learned a lot and i hope people listening <laughs> have learned a lot i hope you've enjoyed this um so people can if someone calls hey izzy i'm lost i have a brand i have a logo sure. help yes I you mean, know i'll be like let's hop on a call do people ever leave your conversations like in tears like what Okay. No, they feel inspired. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, Not like, in tears in a bad way that you made them upset, but they're just like rethinking their entire... Yeah. That's the idea, But that's right? okay because I'm there to hold their hands. That's cool. Yeah. So you kind of walk people through the process. Yes. If I say, hey, Izzy, here's, this is my company. This is kind of what's been built. Usually what there's do we a, do? Yeah, usually if there's a problem, right? Like they can't retain their, um, like their people mm-hmm. uh, or, um, you know, it's they hit a wall or... Um, you know, they want to, to rebrand, like their, their audience has changed, their focus has changed. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, um, if you, the, the thing is, it's stupid to think that by continuing to do the same thing that you'll get change. Mm-hmm. So regardless, when you're about to go on a new like brand strategy journey or rebrand, like some change are, are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay because you probably all have the answers. I'm here to push them like get you out of your comfort zone and just reorganize stuff for you. So then it's super clear. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, we may have to have a conversation <laughs> separate from this. It's, it's really cool. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a space that's completely, uh, new to me and it's, it's like new in general. It's emerging, right? It's, yes. it's the, the whole idea of branding and yes, most people take that like everyone's the one man band one person band they're just like doing everything yes the, they're selling the product the service and and, that, and if going back to the convert well the conversation we had earlier about what is mm-hmm. a brand what is branding right yeah people are using the word brand very loosely yeah. and not like in the 
best use. Like, um, like I, there's a lot of, again, I'm being controversial here. It's okay. But, um, there's a lot of coaches yeah. that will say, I'm going to help you build your brand. They don't have like the background, like most of them, some of them do, some of them like are really, really good and they can probably help you in your business and yeah. figure out like how to, um, like get to a specific point. But at some point having a brand strategist or architect will help you to look at the market, make sure that you're like, you know, look at your competitors and, and have the bigger picture, not just from your own like experience, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. That's cool. It, it seems like it must be a satisfying process for you oh, yes. and your clients. And I will be putting all of Izzy's information down in the description. <laughs> so if you have uh, questions, or if you want to reach out, give her a shout. You can check out her website and uh, I'm sure you'd be happy to just start a conversation and oh, yeah. see what you just can do. Holla. Holla. Holla at Izzy. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up, I have a couple fun rapid fire questions oh, yes. I want to ask you. Yes. Uh, this is one I like to ask everyone. I'm just curious. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Nice. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you could work with any brand right now, who would it be? Oh man. One that doesn't exist. I like that answer a yeah. lot. Sweet or salty? Oh, both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Um, if you had to represent like like if you had to wear like one brand for the next five years, who, what is it? The Izzy brand. I'll wear my own thing. These are great answers. I want to differentiate. <laughs> I love these answers. Um, and this one, I'm going to see your answer on this. If you could travel back in time and rebrand any company, mm. which one would you do and why? Pepsi. They seem to not have it figured out. They do. <laughs> they keep copying Coca-Cola and it's not working. The shadow of Coca-Cola. Yeah. I would just like do something entirely different. You ever see that, that documentary or whatever, Pepsi or is my jet on Netflix? No, I should, I should watch it that. It was pretty entertaining. Like they, uh, they promised a jet if you gathered a certain amount of Pepsi points and then some guy found a loophole and got the points and then... Oh, it man. went on for years. <laughs> I, I did see the premise of that. Yeah. Yeah, I, sh I should definitely watch that. But Just, if they had you, maybe things would have been a lot different. Yeah, don't, don't be like, no empty promises. That's like very important. Yes. So mm -hmm. we got differentiate, no empty promises. Yes. Try I mean, there's things. like a whole... There's so many there's things. There's so many and things. I can't and even sum them up here. But Yeah, just, they're all interconnected. Just, just call me. Just call Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, on that note, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, uh, episode 16 with Izzy P, the talented brand yes. creator. I learned a lot from this episode and I hope you did too. If you want any of the information uh, about Izzy, about the podcast, all of that will be down in the description box below. And if you'd like to reach out, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us uh, on Discord. We have a Discord community where we just oh, kind nice. of intermingle and we could just it's just an open dialogue chat there's different uh topics and different chat rooms so check that out and uh hope you have a lovely day whatever you're doing today while listening to this i hope it goes great and we'll see you on the next episode thanks Amy. bye thank you for having me no problem bye